with Ryan Shumpert, Brent Hubbs, VolQuest.com, previewing a huge weekend on campus for Tony Vitello's Tennessee baseball team as the Florida Gators come to town for a three-game set. Uh, Ryan, before we get to previewing the Gators and talking specifically about the Gators, let's talk about Tennessee. They take two of three at Alabama. We talked about that in Around the Horn. Then they go and they do what they've been doing in midweek games, and they manhandle an undermanned Eastern Kentucky team. Is there anything to take away from the midweek game for Tennessee, maybe for this weekend or coming SEC weekends? Well, I think the big story from the midweek game was Jason Rackers and Will Mabry getting some action for the first time coming back from injury. Both those guys, we've kind of seen Tennessee's bullpen's been somewhat thin. It's been good, but they've been relying heavily on a few guys. And those are two guys that certainly have a chance to carve out a bigger role going forward. And really, I think, change the potential of Tennessee's pitching staff and Rackers and potentially could also be a weekend guy if Heflin or someone were to struggle. So I think it was good to see those guys out there. They both just saw one inning, both pitched pretty well and uh, would be big going forward. I don't know if you'll necessarily see them this weekend, but as things progress, those are two guys I think Tennessee wants to rely on. And especially if, if Redmond Wall struggles, Will Mabry, another left-handed arm would, would be a big addition for Tennessee's bullpen. Yeah, certainly Mabry's left-handed arm late in games would, would be huge there. Rackers is a guy that you talked about in, in the preseason. There was some real talk he might be a weekend guy in terms of a weekend starter. Um, is he ahead of schedule a little bit in, in his return, or was that kind of just kind of always the timeline for, for trying to get him back out and, and get him some work? I think it was really always the timeline. If anything, maybe a, a little bit behind, he talked about he pitched that first midweek against Arkansas Pine Bluff and said, you know, he felt like he was maybe a month away from being right at 100%, and now we're probably five weeks away from that now. So he's getting back, and he provides kind of a power arm that Tennessee doesn't have a whole lot of. He certainly has more velocity and a little more zip, and, you know, Tennessee obviously all about pounding the strike zone, pounding their spots, but he kind of adds a different dimension to Tennessee's bullpen. Where is Redmond Walsh going into this weekend, do you think, in Tony Vitello's mind? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think that was – me and Ben both had that right on our, our list of things to ask Tony and we didn't get to today. He, I would think that he, he's going to see time this weekend. That, that would be my expectation. Now, I, I would be a little surprised if that's in the same role he has, eighth inning, any trouble, let's give him the ball and let's have him take us to the finish line. I think you'll probably maybe see him get a clean inning – and, and maybe more with the expectation of let's just get one inning from them. And if they were to get a good inning from them on Saturday, which is where they typically like to use them, maybe then you'll have the opportunity to see them again on Sunday. Is this a situation you think where it's, there's a confidence issue? Is the ball just not got as much movement? Is his location not where it's been? I mean, and I don't want to dwell on the negative because there's plenty of positives with this team that we'll dive into as we talk about the Gators coming to town. But He's as big of a surprise to me with this team as anything about this team this season. Yeah, lo location would be the first thing that jumps out to me. He's just – he's not a guy that's hitting his spots the way he's been really just a lead at it the past few years. And you, you wonder if – you would think confidence has, has some sort of a role because he'd been cruising along in non-conference. Obviously, he wasn't seeing the caliber of hitters that he's seen in SEC play, but it feels like it, his confidence has really taken a dip. And – even in the midweeks, he's pitched the last two midweeks in inning. He's been fine. He hasn't given up a run, but he hasn't looked crisp. Against lesser opponents in the past, it's almost a surprise if anyone gets on base against him. And he's still been getting hit against those lesser opponents. So I think it's location, and I, I would imagine confidence is, is certainly affecting him as well. So who's the closer? If, if they, if they got to go Friday night to close one out or, or Saturday for 
get out of a jam, you're in the eighth inning, you're nursing a one-run lead or two-run lead, whatever. Is it Hundley? Where's he going with the ball at that point? Yeah, I think it'll be Hundley and Cannell. Those two guys, they've kind of used them in tandem. I think you'll maybe see Cannell move more to that Saturday spot. But I think it's get the ball. The goal is Chad Dallas, get him as far as you can, get the ball to Sean Hundley and let Sean Hundley take you to the finish line, whether that's one inning or three innings. I think they have the confidence for, for him to get them there and, and close out a win. And Hundley's been good because he's been able to bounce back pretty good Friday to Sunday if he doesn't get overworked on Friday night. You, you at times can get double, you know, two games out of him in a weekend series, which might be pivotal. All right, let's talk about the Gators themselves a little bit. Interesting team. Take two of three from highly touted Ole Miss, who I think most people consider one of the top five teams in the country. They get swept on the road early in the year against South Carolina. No surprise, not, not a big, you know, huge marker that you, you don't take a series against Miami or even Florida State early in the year because those guys are all getting so much sunshine work. Those three teams are generally further along. And, I mean, those are always highly contested series. What do you think of this Florida team when you look at them? What do you make of them? Yeah, it's that South Carolina series is the one anomaly because they've really been really good in SEC play besides that. And what's really interesting stood out to me about it is Tommy Mason and Jack Lefwich have been their Friday and Saturday guy all the way through the year. And then last week after that South Carolina sweep, neither of them started. Now, Tommy Mace is back, projected to start on Friday night. But you kind of saw that message that the Florida coaching staff sent to the, the pitching rotation. And I think that'll be something interesting to follow because they're a lot like Tennessee with their pitching and that they have maybe five guys that are kind of starter quality arms. And it's get to the bullpen and let's ride those guys as, as far as we can. And then offensively, they're, they're really balanced. Six guys hitting over 260, four guys hitting over 290. They do a little bit of everything. And I'll tell you what, Nathan Hickey is going to be a guy to watch this weekend. True freshman has been absolutely outstanding this year, hitting 369, 34 RBIs, hitting 375 in SEC play. Truly has come in and immediately been one of the best hitters in the SEC. All right, opportunities obviously galore for Tennessee. It's a huge opportunity. You're hosting a, your rival at home. You've been really good for three SEC series now. You've got two series wins on the road, a sweep at home with LSU. Um, you've got turf on your side with questionable weather this weekend, so you think you're going to be able to get all three of these games in. Maybe I'm wrong here, but it feels like the pressure's on Tennessee. How does Tennessee handle themselves? Is this team, I guess, ready for um, this, this magnitude of a series? Because this feels like it's a big one midway through the SEC season. Yeah, I think Tennessee is. If anything, I think they just have to watch themselves from being too amped up on Friday night because this is a Tennessee team that really seems to relish the opportunity, relish the challenge, likes kind of being in that underdog role. And, you know, it's they're in a weird place. They're not an underdog role. I'd be, in, I'd be interested to see the last time Tennessee was ranked higher than Florida in a series that they were playing. But even then, it's the way Vitello talked today. He talked like, we're still the underdog. Florida's always going to look down upon us because of what they've been able to do recently, and we haven't been able to do that. So you know he's kind of pushing that into his team that – even though they're number four in the country, number six in the country, there's still doubt, people doubting them. And it's Florida that's expected to get the win, not them. So I, I expect the team to come out really ready for the challenge and embracing the challenge. I think it'll be a matter of calming into the weekend, easing into the weekend, and getting good, consistent at-bats throughout the three games. Well, where's Vitello with his offense? They've left a ton of runners on base. And, and I mean, they – They've got, they are close to being an explosive offense if they could get better hitting with runners in scoring position. What's the key for them there? Where does Tony Vitello think his offense is right now? 
yeah, he seems pretty pleased with it and kind of feels like they've gone into, found their identity. This is a team that grinds out, has competitive at-bats, and isn't necessarily going to blow you away, not be an explosive offense like you said necessarily. But I think that's, that's the big question is Florida has that pitching depth. Can Tennessee take advantage when they get runners in scoring position? Because it's not going to be like that Alabama series where they got what the bases loaded nine times in the last two games. That's not going to happen. So when they get the, those opportunities, they have to get the big hit and blow things open. Vitello doesn't seem to be worried about that. He's never – any time the team's had struggles with runners in scoring position, he's never lingered on it, never made a big deal about it. So I think he's comfortable and confident with where they're at. All right, we know what Tennessee's going to go pitching-wise. It's going to be Chad Dallas on Friday, Heflin on Saturday, Tidwell um, on, on Sunday for the, for the starting role. You talked about where the bullpen is right now. Where is this team from a lineup standpoint? We saw Vitello tinker with that pretty good on Saturday at Alabama, tinkered with it a little bit midweek, which is no big deal because I don't think that necessarily affects the weekend. Where do you see this lineup? Where is this team from a health standpoint? How full go are they going to be in terms of their utility and infield guys? Yeah, I think you'll see it be kind of similar to the end of the Alabama series. He was asked about Liam Spence, whether he'd be back and. He was noncommittal, but the way he talked made me think that he'll probably still be in that DH role, said that, you know, he's been rehabbing this week and he's had a busy week, got the COVID vaccines, been a little sick from that a little bit. So I think you'll see Logan Steenstra probably stay at that shortstop spot, which kind of alleviates a lot of questions about it because Logan Steenstra has played his way into the lineup, whether Liam Spence is there or not. With Liam Spence at the DH spot, I think that kind of makes things easier for Vitello to tackle. And then that, I think, the real question is going to be in left field. Is it Evan Russell? Does Kyle Booker still get some starts like he did, get some at-bats? Or does Trey Lipscomb, a guy who hit really good this in the midweek game, really back-to-back midweek games, he's looked really good at the plate. Has he earned that opportunity? He's more of an infielder, first base, third base, shortstop, but he can play in the corner outfield. So you wonder if uh, maybe he gets an opportunity and, and is in that spot. They can't have five errors this weekend, though. They, they've got to be good behind their behind the pitching. So whoever's out there, they've got to play better. Um, they, they've got to field the ball better than they fielded it a week ago against Alabama. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's another way you could possibly see Trey Lipson get in the lineup. If Steenstra is struggling at shortstop, he can play shortstop. Jake Rucker could also play shortstop if they feel more comfortable with him there and putting Lipscomb at third. So that's going to be – it'll be interesting because – if Spence is at that DH spot, he's no one's going to take that DH spot from him. He's been Tennessee's most effective hitter. So does an error or a bad fielding day from Steenstra push him out of the lineup, I think is certainly a possibility. And he didn't have an error in the midweek, but there was a play that he probably could have or, or should have made that he didn't. So it'll be interesting to see how, how quick of a trigger Vitello has on him and, and with his fielding. Well, a huge opportunity for this team coming up this weekend. A lot of eyes on this baseball program, a lot of excitement around it. This is what Tony Vitello and his team have been building for, is we, our weekends like this. Weekends of relevancy, Ryan, and this is, they're as relevant as they've been. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be interesting to see how this team approaches it on Friday night. How do they handle themselves for three straight days against a Florida team that, yes, Tennessee, as you mentioned, is ranked higher. But most people around the country probably assume Florida is going to win, which is going to have Vitello jacked up for sure, right? Yeah, no, no doubt. They, they relish that opportunity. And uh, 
relish the chance to uh, make a statement against a, a big rival that's been one of the best programs in the country the last 10 years. We'll have it all covered for you this weekend. We'll preview it uh, and preview it the rest of the day today and get you ready. And of course, we'll go around the horn on Sunday night to wrap it up. He's Ryan Shumpert. I'm Brent Hubbs, VolQuest.com.